What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with our boy, Nikki. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Wait, hold on, wait. Let me, I want to I get, get sexier. Hold on. Hello. Like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> That's you know, it's, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get my, my, my voice down like that sexy voice. Hello. 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 Hey, no, just, <laughs> no. Just start sounding like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> hello. Hello. Oh, man. <laughs> How you been, bro? Oh, good, man. Oh, no. Like, I feel like I don't, I'm not getting heavier, but I'm getting way more winded lately. Like, you ever feel that way? Like, you just, you're yeah. not, you're not getting unhealthy. Like, you, you know, you're not getting less in shape, but you're feeling less in shape. Okay. I could see that. Cause when I went back to boxing last week, Oh, it was killer. I died twice. You died twice? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, I was expecting it, so it, it is what it is. And uh, talking about the gym, I want to congrats to all the fighters that won that this past weekend cool. from Fusion XL. Uh, but yeah, but we had an eventful, I had an eventful Sunday. Really? Well, let me see. What can be eventful about this Sunday? I wonder. I no, 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 no. But just the day itself, other than the Super Bowl, <laughs> of course. Because mm-hmm. uh, that morning we ended up going to Ola O L O Towing Comic at the Rosen. Yeah, it was a small venue. Which I, I when I walked in, I was like, I've been here before, and it was for the uh, Coliseum of Comics Road Show that's coming up in the end of the month. That which I'm gonna go back to, but I liked it. I like small toy conventions, like to- I, I toy. I didn't comics. care for that one, the one we went to, the one the, the, the one you're talking about. Yeah, the only reason is because the last one we went to, the one that we went more randomly, the one uh, at the in Kissimmee. Yeah, that felt like toys. That felt like there was a there was a variation in toys, like you know, like a lot of different ones. Yeah, I felt like this was Funko with to- with other, other toys, toys sprinkled in. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. This is their second year mm-hmm. uh, doing a uh, convention. Uh, so they're slowly growing. And a lot of the vendors did have a lot of Funko. But the funny thing is there's another one coming up called Funko Toy Cons, which is all Funkos. That which I, can understand. I, I will not be going to. No, that I can understand because at least, because there's nothing against, I have against Funko, but I just feel like this weird idea that it's almost like Funko is controlling the, the, um, the pop culture of, of toys. A pop culture in general. No, because think about it. Like, you know, there used to be, you know, the uh, Spawn, you know, Spawn figurines, the 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 Hasbro toys. Like, they were, you know, a thousand variations, right? Yeah. And now it just feels like whenever you hear about f- uh, figures for pop, anything pop culture reference, it's Funko Pops. Yeah. Pretty much. So that's what I'm saying. They, it's like they took. I mean, not to their discredit. It's just weird. Where it's like now, that's like a norm. Like you go to any toy store, any comic book store, everything. Like literally, that's gonna be the most prominent thing. Yeah, but it was fun. I we did. I pick up a few comics from independent indie uh, comic publishers, which I do like. I haven't read them yet. I'm gonna read them tomorrow. And then we got you a gift. Yeah. Which is fucking cool as shit, though. I just, it's so funny because, like... So, what? <laughs> no, just, I started thinking about the technology of it. Because, obviously, what you got what you got me was in, uh, basically, a re... re um, Package. Repackaged, I guess. Yeah. VHS. 
where they were able to kind of use the um, places where you would see the ribbon of the VHS. Yeah. And they put images from the movie that is referencing. In this case, it would be Fifth Element. And some lights inside of it so the, the pictures come out a little bright, like they, they shine. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, I was just thinking about the technology itself. The funny thing is, I thought I was asking a weird question when I asked you, can I, like, I thought I'm like, man, I don't want to think I'm, I'm not appreciative of it. But my wife did, I'm like, Nick didn't seem like he liked it. I'm like, he, but did, I'm, he didn't. So don't. Stop saying that. You know, I, I'm I like, that. but you know, I'm not a person who like gets like super I know. giddy. I'm just, oh, dude, I love, like, I'm, I like, I appreciated it, that, but that, I don't. I don't really like show my uh, appreciation. No enthusiasm, like that. Yeah, I, I told you you hated it. Too. Oh whatever, dude! I once got a free iPod and I was just like, okay, thanks, man. Cool, thanks. Thank, thank you. But it's not because I didn't care for it. I didn't <laughs> like it. I just I'm not somebody who gets like super like giddy about it. No, I did. I did love it. I appreciate it. But it was just funny because the first question I had because I was like, damn, was I a jerk for asking that? I literally told, showed it to somebody else. First question they asked you: Can you play it? Yeah. Yeah. No. I was like that. That would just be an interesting way to. To reprise the video itself. I right, said, so "Do you want?" Oh, so I'm gonna find a v, the VHS version so you can. Have no, it's not that. It. It's not that. So you can be like, like it's, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Nick, here's a VHS." You're like, "I don't even you. have a VCR anywhere to play." You're it. gonna be like, "Thank you." All right, what's next? <laughs> that's, gonna, that's how you're gonna be. I, I swear, that's how. You, I would be. love to see if like somebody's goal is just to get me like super excited. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only time I've seen you that excited. Was I forgot where we were, we were eating somewhere and the steak was like fucking the sh- like you love the steak you're like yo this steak is fucking good the minute you said good I'm like wow that must be really good because you never say good everything <laughs> <laughs> you're like everything's okay it's all right or you have you have you have an issue with it or something you're like it could have been better or it could have been this but when you said oh it's good I'm like damn that's like a ten out of ten right there <laughs> that's Hobbs and Shaw level right there oh what. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I feel like such a grouch now. Like I'm not a grouch. I, don't I know feel like you're I'm a not. I know. I know. No, I know. But it, obviously, the thing is, this is why I tell people that, and I always laugh because I've had conversations with people, and I started realizing something. People think that because they're not something, mm-hmm. that it should be okay. That it doesn't matter how people interpret them. They're not that thing, right? Yeah. But I'm like, no, that's not that. It's not. It's not that easy anymore. It shouldn't be that easy, because let's say I could tell myself all day I'm not a jerk, but if 90% of the people that I interact with, their perception of me is that I'm a jerk. Then guess what? I'm a jerk. Like, yeah. it does not matter what you, how you see yourself. It does not matter how you perceive you're yourself. Vil- you're not the villain in your yeah. own story. Oh, I love that quote. <laughs> and I love how, I find it weird that people were kind of clapping back on me on that one. I was like, it seemed like an obvious statement, but I'm, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so after so after that, mm. uh, my, my wife wanted, like, some lunch, like, brunch, mm-hmm. breakfast, and... She's like, I want to go somewhere we've never been to. I'm like, and you know me, I loved it. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. find some place. We ended up in like in Lake Nona, <laughs> and some place called Sweet Mama's uh, Home Dining or something. Like that. It was fucking amazing. It was, yeah. and and I think you said it best. And and it comes when you re- reference it. It always comes to movies, and you always say it. It's like it's just the simplest things makes the best flavors. Of course. So these, I, I had like a Reuben, no, uh, Rachel, which is like pastrami, mm. Swiss. I hate Swiss, so I had put provolone instead with like a coleslaw and like a ranch dressing, I think it is, a Russian dressing. And it was so simple. It was like nothing extravagant, like, but it was fucking oh, so good. We were like, yo, this is going to be like probably like our bi-monthly meetups here to have <laughs> breakfast going over there. You know, it so- was a little bit of a drive, but I'm like, it's worth it. It's to this day, to this day, like I was thinking, I was thinking about movies like 
like all these I love movies, especially movies that have to do with like food. Like I'm not a big foodie, but I, I there's movies that oh, reference yeah, food yeah. that always makes me want to eat, and that's why you know the movie does a good job of selling the mo- the food. Uh, but every time I th- obviously because you got me, um, what was it? Um, chef, chef, yeah. So yeah. I, I one thing I know, but wait, wait, but out of all the things in chef, if you really pay attention, the thing that's really sells you. Remember, I said the simple things are the ones that get you. Yeah. The thing about chef, the thing that like that got me, I think can get almost anybody really easy. The grilled cheese sandwich. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. When you put like four cheeses on it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like he literally showed that and that's what I mean by by like I think the best way to judge a restaurant is not I mean, you could judge a restaurant by their best meal because somebody put their time in to try to figure out this out, right? Into, yeah. yeah. However, I think to really kind of judge a a place, you really should judge them by initially by their simplest freaking meal. I don't yeah. care, like, the the one thing that I, a like... Cobb salad. Something that I can get from every, <laughs> almost every place, anywhere else, period. Because I feel like the simplest things are where you're going to see the skill. They're yeah. going to see the love. Oh, no, definitely. So what did... So you had a Reuben, you said? At Rachel. A Rachel... A, a, a Reuben is a corned beef hash. And a Rachel is pastrami. Pastrami, and I had it with a potato salad, and I ordered a side of onion rings. And my wife got uh, a Philly cheese omelet, which she never does, and with mushrooms. And she, I think she, fin- she almost finished it. It was too, it was like a good enough size for her to eat the whole thing, but she was like, um, it got full. But it was good. And after that, we ended up at her cousin's house. We were watching the pre games or like just a talk about the Super Bowl. Then we went to meet up with our cousins' house. And we played poker, and you fucking stole our our, our fake money. <laughs> you robbed us. You, you, you. It was a fun. It was funny though. Like the thing is, I really want to learn how. I would love to learn how to play poker for real, where I can read people like that. Yeah. But I mean, with us, it was more just me having fun. Like, yeah, I just got good cards. Yeah. Well, I just got good cards, and I just kept on egging you guys on to throw more money. I know, throw more money in the pot. All right, I but, find that here's one little trick I find interesting, and this is just true for life. If you get people to invest a, a lot early, you'll get them to stay later. Yeah, because you like I already put all my money in. Exactly. I did write this pony out. But then that's what's, that's the beauty of it because they'll go in there with bad cards. Yeah. But because they want to keep on playing, they'll invest a little bit more and a little bit more. So it's like towards the end, if you get them to, they're already like, damn, I already like you said, already invested so much. It's going to be hard for them to, as long as you don't go too crazy with the bet, you can get them to pretty much give up almost half their money without realizing it. Yeah. And, and knowing they have bad cards. Knowing they have bad cards. But because yeah. they don't want to, they don't want to give up the money they gave, they already They already invested. In. You're yeah. like, I'm stuck. I'm in here. I'm in this, <laughs> I'm in this fucking game. Love that stuff. Yeah. It was fun. But let's get into some topics. Talk to me. What yes. you got for me today, bro? But this, All right. So, uh... The Oscars recently announced, and this is something I wanted to talk to you about, yeah. see what you're, if you're down for. Yeah. Uh, the Oscars just recently announced their nominations of all the pictures, like uh, Best Actor. Yeah. yeah, their nominations. Yeah. And I never knew that they had such... I, I normally thought there was like five movies that they would pick as nominations, but this is a longer list than normal. So if, so I want to do... Because uh, th- I think three out of the seven or eight, mm-hmm. we've... Um, spoke about we we reviewed so the movies that are up for nominations drive my car nightmare alley don't look up dune belfast look uh licorice pizza the power of the dog west side story king richard and coda 
So out of all of those, I know we've done Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune. And I know we spoke about King Richard. I don't remember if we reviewed it. No, no. I, don't I did speak it. to you about it, though. Okay. I think we've spoken on an episode before. But I think we should do... Uh, uh, they watch all of them? Watch and review all of them prior to... to those are the best movies? The best pictures. Best pictures nomination. I've never heard of those ones. I know, I know of the story of like a two. So the ones that I know of was Belfast. Um, I think it's about a family a dynamic. It's like a sad comedy. Okay. Uh, so I guess they are being invaded by another country, another city. And the family's trying to figure out if they should stay. Hope, hoping, hoping everything go back to normal or should they leave and yeah. start a new life somewhere else. And it revolves around the family dynamic and, and focuses more on the little kid. And like, he doesn't want to leave his town because he loves his friends and everything else. Uh, Licorice Pizza, I think it, there's been some controversy around it or people about it. I guess it's a story about a girl that is pursuing a younger guy. So she's like 27, but he's like 15. Oh. So yes, around that they have an age gap that you're like, if the if the rules were reversed, that would have been still would have been O. Actually, would have yeah. been a bigger O. It would have been a bigger O than that. And then uh, Coda, uh, what's that story? We already know the story of because Broadway and I have a general oh, what's idea. That story, uh, that, uh, so what's that story was in there? Yeah, what's that story? Okay. What's Coda? Coda is, uh, from my understanding, I read it once was that uh, there's a family. Uh, the majority of the cast and the family are deaf, except one of the daughters, and she wants to pursue a career in singing. She wants to pursue singing as a career mm-hmm. or as a passion. And just the dynamics of, like, the family is trying to, like, you know, like, oh, we don't do that, so you shouldn't type. It's hard for them to appreciate something what she can do because she, they, won't be able to appre- they won't be able to appreciate it. Like her her efforts, uh, how that uh, comes the outcome. Well, of it's it. hard to. Say, I, and I get it. It's almost like imagine, but actually, it's a good euphemism for a lot of families because think about it. Like think about uh, um, uh, Meet the Marshalls or what was the the anime that we watched? Um, uh, um, uh, Mitchell's versus the machine. Yeah, Mitchell's sorry, Mitchell. It's kind of a dynamic. I think of stuff said that, we are the Millers. Sorry, the Millers. I'm, I, you know me. I confuse yeah. the titles, but it's a euphemism of of things like that where because. The family is hard. It's almost obviously in that case, it's almost impossible for them to grasp. Yeah, the your talents, what you're actually because they can't they can't appreciate it because they don't they don't get it. They don't get it. They can't. There's, yeah, you they know, can't grasp the idea. Of so it. it's difficult for them to give you support for it. Yeah, you know, just yeah, go for it, do the full thing because they can't see it. They can't. It's because obviously they don't have the ability to do it. Yeah. So to you know to give blind support is is it's difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong. I think that people should still definitely support people and what they their passions is. But I get the the reluctancy. But I get you know, and I get the euphemism of a movie like that for general society. Yeah. Because think about it, you you know, we, we understand a little bit more about the YouTube culture and TikTok culture stuff like that. Yeah. But imagine my my mom, like you know, even though she watches something like that, she doesn't know as a career how much money they make doing that stuff. So for her. Imagine if I came up to her like, yo, I wanted to be a TikTok star. She'd be like, what? Like, yeah. she'd look at me. She'd probably look at me weird. Like, what? Is, like, she she wouldn't even grasp that's, how that's even a career, how that's even a job. Yeah. I did that, uh, I did that with my dad. I think we were, I, f- I forget. I think I was watching a friend on stream, and I was watching a couple of people on stream. And um, and I was watching uh, one 
that he was on Twitch. It was a Tim the Tapman, mm-hmm. which is, does a lot of Call of Duty or Apex. And he moved over to YouTube because uh, he had a, a great contract. So I was telling my dad, he's like, he's like, so what does he do? I mean, he, goes, he just plays video games. He's like, yeah. He's like, that's it? And people watch him? Like, yeah, he's entertaining. It's almost like you watching baseball. You're not really playing the sport, but you enjoy the, uh, the athletic ability or his reflexes or his timing, whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, and I'm like, can you guess how much he makes a year? He's like, he threw like a number. He's like, oh, like a hundred thousand. I'm like, no, try a couple million a year. He's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, through endorsements and everything else. And I try to break down the numbers to him. He's like, he makes like a hundred, over a hundred grand a month. And he and he couldn't grasp. He's like, just for playing. I'm like, yeah, just for playing video games and being entertaining. That's it. And I and I think that's is gonna call go into Coda like how you explained it beautifully. Is that is it difficult for the family to understand their passion to do that because they can't grasp it, but this one, a lot of those times is because I feel like with our parents or like that is because of generational differences, but this one's gonna be more a physical difference or an ability to because you're, it's not like they could look past it and let it grow and just appreciate it because they could hear it, but they can't, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah. But it's on. I think it's on Apple. Apple TV is okay. a Apple TV produced show, so it's gonna be good. Do you think? Now here's a weird question because obviously, like, you know, we're we're not, you know, we're not young in that sense. We're like, you know, you know, twenties, whatever. But like, you, you know, you have your you have your first child. Do you think there's gonna be the generational difference, like something that she like she's gonna experience in her life or grow up with? That you're not gonna understand. Oh, I, most definitely. I find that so crazy because I, I, obviously I, you know, like I. But here's my thing. I mm-hmm. think that because in our age group, because we're like elder millennials, I guess, that we had that transition that we didn't have cell phones to having cell phones to having a personal computer at home to having. Yeah, we saw, the, we saw the we saw the we, we grew we grew with the transitions as technology grew we grew with it yeah right and then past the technology now it comes programs and apps that provide different services like TikTok yeah. and all this so I think that she, I, I definitely think there's gonna be a point that either her kids her or her kids are going to be at a point that I won't get it, but I'm more understanding of it because I grew through the transition. So I knew the transition, except for our grand, or our parents that had a latency of technology. They, they went through like color TV, but not, nothing from that bigger jump from something that you could watch at home to something you could watch that everybody watches on their phone now. Like nobody has a cable box that I've, I've met in the past year in their house. Everybody has like a streaming service. It's weird and because that's, and, and that was never been that would have never been a thought before. It would have been our parents being like, "Hey, we have five channels." So now we have we have endless channels, endless opportunities to watch whatever we want, how we want it, when we want it. We could pause, stop, record, go back endlessly. Before we started to go to channel three to see what's what's on the TV guide to see what we're gonna see. So there was a big jump, but I and I do think that with this going back to your question, yeah, it is gonna happen, and I just feel like I'm gonna be more. I'm like, okay, I don't get it. Teach me. Then it, I don't get it, and I don't want to know nothing about it. No, but it's it. just interesting just because I was thinking to myself, like, um, and you, and you made a great point when it comes about the, the jump in technology in, in our specific age group because technically my technology base, like I was thinking about it earlier because uh, 
I was talking to my niece who's watched, she loves watching, like, binge-watching old shows. Mm-hmm. So right now she's watching Smallville. And I remember when I was young and I was watching Smallville when it first came out, that, because I'm really bad with music when it comes, because I don't listen to the radio. So for me to know what the new artists are and stuff like that, I it's yeah. usually I get it from... Her? No, from TV shows. From TV shows? Yeah. When I was growing up, that's how we used to... Oh, okay, yeah. So I used to make mixed CDs... Based on let's say what Smallville was playing or what was on Buffy stuff like that, like yeah, because that's how they used to feature artists back then. Yeah, so they used to up be on uh, up and coming artists. Yeah, they used to put them on those shows and like the music and stuff like that. So that's how you would kind of learn it. So in my in my head, I'm laughing because I'm like, wait a minute, I used to make CDs, but then I'm like, technically my age, I should have grown up with tapes, but I never made tapes. Yeah, I got I got aged out of really really fast because by the time I started to actually appreciate music, CDs took over right away. CDs were taking over and and tapes were becoming slowly obsolete. Yeah, so that's funny. That's what I'm saying. Like the the jump in technology in our age group is interesting because you're right. We grew up with tapes, but we quickly you know our age went straight to CDs, and then even then, by the time CDs were really becoming a thing, that's when you started doing like MP3s, exactly, LimeWire. Yeah, because I started making CDs when I started like liking music, but then when I actually started to like bump music in the car, was when MP3s were like huge. And you had to get a radio that played MP3, MP3 CDs, and, and that then, was like we need all right now. We need a Bluetooth and our, and our streaming Spotify. service. Yeah. yeah. So I just was saying we we did grow up in an interesting age with that, but it's it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to yeah. see what the what's gonna confuse me when I get older. That one technology is gonna be like, uh, what is this? What's going on here? Uh, and it's most likely going to be in the metaverse of anything. Oh, but I'm ex- that's a, that's yeah, another think- weird part is I am actually genuinely excited about that kind of stuff because I'm looking at all the technology to build that stuff. So I'm like waiting for it. I'm anticipating it. So it's going to be weird if that's what catches me off guard. So or something. Or maybe you get introduced to it, but something uh, like years ahead of it, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, I didn't know the basics, but then they're beyond that, like. Oh, like you mean when like people are going to go on there and do like stuff that I, that's what I'm not going to yeah, say. Yeah, it, it would have been fathomable for you to think about that it could have been done. Even though the metaverse is kind of like unlimited in the idea of, in the concept idea of what they were trying to get to. Mm. But we keep mm. going. Let's yes. keep going. Let's keep going. All right. So uh, Ridley Scott has just uh, jumped on with Amazon and they're doing a Blade Runner 2099 live action series. Do you feel about that? Because Blade Runner was amazing. Then Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford coming back was fucking epic. And now this is taking it another fifty years into the future as a series. I'm oh, I always love. Mm-hmm. He's my, and this is weird. I like more sci fi TV shows than sci fi movies most of the times. Really? For some reason, I like sci fi TV shows. I like them both. But like for movies, I I like something that's action packed and and I could consume for the hour, two hours, and and keep it going, and then go jump to something else. When it comes to sci fi, I like it's weird. I I normally enjoy sci- like the one that I I finished recently was uh, the one hundred, and then right now I'm trying to jump into to um the expanse, and even I'm even teetering teetering. On um, Star Trek Discovery, which I heard is a good show on its own, but then you have the Star Wars Mandalorian. Did you ever watch? Uh, did you ever watch Orville? Yes, I watched. I think I watched like three episodes, but it was more comedic than anything. Yeah, but it was fun. I, I like it was. It. it was fun. No, but they they handled interesting topics too, even for a comedic version of yeah. uh, 
Star, you know, Star Trek. Um, but going back with what we were saying is, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like both. I like when they, I like when they use TV shows to explore. But here's my only thing with TV shows, um, depending on what the show, because like sometimes when you do kind of like an open concept, because I found like when TV shows start off with like sci-fi themes. Uh-huh. I feel like they get to a point where they don't know what to do with it anymore. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, or, or they start to lose track of what they original. Like, for example, I think X-Men did it, did it, X-Files did it pretty well. Yeah. Like, they, they started off very interesting, and then they got really into, like, a, like more, um, you know, uh, like, more of a, a, a uh, like, spy slash, you know, conspiracy theory thing. Where yeah. Yeah. That's where it kind of lost me, but I loved it when each case was something interesting. Yeah. And then Fringe came around, and Fringe kind of did the same thing. Oh, I loved Fringe at the beginning. I absolutely loved Fringe at the beginning, but it got so, especially the last season, I couldn't watch last season. Yeah. It was horrible. But I think that with Blade Runner, and that I think Ridley Scott created such a an expanding, uh, ever-expanding universe with it, that... You could take that story anywhere. You could take that universe and build a story from anybody that doesn't connect with Harrison Ford's character or or Ryan Gosling's character or even to the original movie. Just because that how that world is set, you could tell a different story. Like maybe in the future, it's more accepting of robots. And I just feel like uh, so. I'm a little concerned. I mean, I'm glad really Scott's part of it. Yeah. However, um. So they tried something similar with, um, do you remember, I don't, honestly, it was like one season, only a couple of, like, there wasn't a lot of episodes, but do you remember the um, Minority Report? Minority, they came out with this TV show for it. Yes, I watched it. And it just, it, like, it was interesting. I'm surprised they didn't keep it going, but it was. It was so limited. I don't know what it was. Like, like but was, all right. So I felt like it was, it, was, it was a kind of a hokey version of the original. Was it a, almost like yeah, that was in, but is, is, was it a, cop, a carbon copy of the movie? No, no, no. It, like it just felt like hokey. Like in the sense of like I liked it. It was interesting. And I liked the, so they, what they did was so they always said that uh, the two brothers had less power than the original one. Yeah. Right? right. So what they meant by it was it was interesting because basically they introduced the two brothers and they were actually fairly different is how they handle things. So apparently it was like um, the brothers got two pieces of information. Like one would get the imagery of what happens and then the other would get the specifics of the names and all the, all the data of yeah. what happened. So that's why like, but that's why, you know, when one goes off to try to be a detective with his gift, he doesn't know where the crime is going to happen. He doesn't know like none of the specifics because he can only see the imagery of what's going to happen. Uh-huh. But he can't see, he doesn't know the specifics. His brother does. Yeah. But his brother uses it for more, you know, lucrative, you know, things like that. Like, if he knows he's gonna, who's going to die, he's able to, like, make he's taking, he's He's taking the, the financial advantage of it. Exactly. So that was the kind of premise of the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and it only lasted one season. Didn't really go past that point. Oh. I, I knew it came out. I just never, I never, the Minority Report movie was, I, think, I thought it was good, but... I didn't think when they when they said there was a TV show, I'm like, I felt like it was gonna be. I different. just felt like I like sci-fi shows. It just they never go anywhere. Like, and then maybe it's just the interest. Like, it's hard to maybe maybe this is gonna have so much interest that it'll go somewhere. But I feel like I don't know. Like, it's because that, you know what it is I like about sci-fi shows is that they introduce interesting ideas. 
especially about future stuff like that. But the problem is, is like they might lose track of the actual story being played overall. Like they're so focused on the, the, the sci-fi part of it, the technology, the budget for like, you know, the effects. They're trying to go all the way out there. Yeah, but they lose track of an actual, like remember I told you the best, the best things are usually the simplest things. So like, in, like Invisible Man was such a good movie because it was a very basic, it was a, it was a relationship, even though it had a sci-fi element to it, the relationship that we're watching is very something we all we can understand, or we've some people you know unfortunately have experienced. Yeah, because that's what it was focused on, even though the sci-fi part of it. I think with TV shows, with they're so focused on the sci-fi part of it that they lose track of the, an actual basic story of it. Not all of them, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of success. What I'm a little concerned with the Ridley Scott one was that I think um, Blade Runner has a lot of fan base, a lot because of the mysteries behind it. Yeah. So obviously, TV <clears throat> shows don't don't really hold mysteries because they're they try to expose. Shows. They try to expose yeah, you have way more detail, you have way more information. So you have I more time hope, to process everything. Yeah, so I just hope it doesn't ruin the imagery of what we have from the original movies. Yeah, but now that really Scott is on it, so hopefully it's it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. It's, he's gonna he's gonna. I just wish it was more of a mini series. True, it could is is. It's through Amazon, so they just this live action series, but never. I don't know if they're gonna consider it as a limited series. Like I told you, mini series is. Oh, uh, I think would be. Well, because to this day, I'll never forget Arrival. Remember Arrival? Yeah. I'll never forget that, and that was Steven Spielberg. Uh, yeah, true. So, oh, so next topic mm-hmm. is, uh, I'm gonna fuck up his last name. I'm gonna let you know now. Okay. His name is Adam, Zakil Zakil. He's uh the right one of the writers uh for um Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And he is writing and directing the Wonder Twins DC movie. No for HBO Max. No. <laughs> yeah. Live action. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so I don't know if it was just coincidental, like that I remember this or that people make fun of this, but didn't the one of the twins have like the ability where it's like one of them could change it to something related to water and the other one could relate to something in an animal? Yes. Like, I, was that coincidental or was that the actual part of the power? That, that's the powers. That seems so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> just, I'm just thinking of myself. I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but I'm like, why? Like, so, yeah, they can change it to things, which would be cool. Like, maybe if you say that he can change it into any inanimate object and she can change and uh, she can change it to any live, like, uh, you know, thing like that. Live animal. Yeah. But if it's just water. And yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. Like, I'm going to be spoiled milk. <laughs> power twins combined. That's just such a weird. The power thing. of the power. Was it the power of the. Wonder Twins. I would rather see Masi Manos from <laughs> Teen Titans. I, I'm not even kidding. I would rather see them. I would rather see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would rather see those twins. Like the, the, the wait. Okay, so the Wonder Twins. Have they ever played live action before? Nope. This will be live action. They were first introduced through the Hanna Barbera, the uh, Super Friends Power Hour. Mm-hmm. That's how they were introduced. Okay, so if I'm wrong, sorry guys. I'm just. Trying to go based on the memory that I have. Yes. So they were aliens, right? Or something like that? They, I think they were aliens. Because all I can remember is them 
they had like this weird look like they were they were a mix of like uh namor from freaking um underwater stories from marvel's underwater yeah the extraterrestrials twin brother and sister but why do they look they kind of look asian yeah right a little bit, yeah. They had, but that. they they also look like they they're from like Atlantis, like they're from yeah. the water. <laughs> That's something I don't know why that combination of look is like common, but they basically look like the children of Namor. Uh, isn't Namor the the Marvel character? Namor, yeah, yeah. They look like or they're submariner. children. Of Namor. Yeah, submariner. <laughs> they look like children of Namor. Yeah, but uh, I don't. We like, should dress up as a wonder. I mean, maybe the funny thing is, because so little information I think is well is known about them. They were still in pop culture to a very small degree. Just because of the power of their phrase, Wonder Teens, uh, what is it? Wonder because they were weird. It Wonder was a weird twin power. powers activate. Yeah, it was a weird power. Like, um, And they would give the fist bump. I just hope other. that they do They do more of a reinvention. Like, they're just going to, like, take what we know about them and kind of reinvent them to make them more tangible, better options. Because right now, what I know about them is, like, seems ridiculous. Yeah. If they would have done it as, if they would have brought them back and, Put them into like the Harley Quinn animated series, that would have been fun because oh, that would have been, been hilarious. They could have had so much fun with that. Yeah, they could have had so much fun <laughs> with that. But now that they're taking it to live action, you're like, you you, you questions what what is Warner Brothers thinking, and with DC and are they bringing, and a, are they gonna have a pet monkey? I I I don't know. They had the pet monkey, right? They were the ones that had it. Yeah. And no, no, it wasn't a monkey. It, no. it, it it was like weirdly purple. Like it was it it was monkey ish. But it was an alien monkey. <laughs> I think I remember that correctly. Yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't from and this they had earth. Those purple suits. That's the thing. It wasn't. The monkey wasn't from this earth, but it had monkey-ish like features. <laughs> monkey-ish features. Yes, I remember monkey features. Um, it was yeah. a little. It was. It looked like a monkey, but it, I don't remember it being from this planet. Like it seemed like it was like those like little things that made him seem like he was from like another planet. They had a space monkey called Gleek. See. <laughs> yeah, I was not wrong. I remember that. Yes. Let me ask you one, so one last who, question. Who, who could act as a conduit for the twins to activate their power? Should they be out of reach? Are you kidding me? That's what the <laughs> monkey's purpose was. Yeah. What? He was a cell phone, basically. He was, like, <laughs> he was a tower. He was, he was, he was, he was. I did not know he served a purpose. He was like a cell phone tower just, for them to connect. I thought he was just there for comic relief. I didn't know he served an actual purpose. Yeah, not even a fist bump. <laughs> so wait, would he have to actually like run to the other I one? Don't like, know. I touch you, one and go to the other no, one. No, I think it would be like you know how like uh, how in all the cartoons at that time when they when somebody was like using their powers, like, whoa, 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 like they they have that sound wave. So I think they'll just put their fist in the air or something. I don't know. I remember what they did. The monkey has to be between them somehow. Yeah, they have to be out of reach. So they had to be in two separate areas. <laughs> He's a signal booster. <laughs> the monkey's a signal booster. No, because I mean, I didn't think that was actually part of their lore. But because in my head, I was like, I thought it was just kind of time. In the yeah. 80s, for some reason, in the 80s, everything had monkeys in it. Yeah, they did. So see, he was purple. Yeah. Um, we're like bluish purple. Bluish. But no, think about it. Remember, like every movie, they always introduce some somebody had a pet monkey, or like I don't know why, but I just felt like every reference to movies or TV shows, they somehow introduced the monkey into it. Yeah. In this case, they introduced a freaking pet monkey, alien monkey, space, space pet monkey. At least, at least the uh, 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 Captain Marvel's cat looks like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh uh, man, this is gonna be exciting to see. Looks like it looks like a regular, you know, <laughs> looks yeah. like an Earth cat. <laughs> uh, next thing mm-hmm. going on to, I think this is gonna be dropping in Hulu, and I think you're gonna be excited about this one. So, uh, what is all right? Let's see. Maybe I want to say I don't know if it was your favorite show. What's your favorite live action comedy show on Hulu that is not How I Met Your Mother? Um, off the bat, uh, Letter Kenny. Yes. What about Letter Kenny? They're doing a spinoff. Don't they really have? What do you mean spinoff? Spinoff of what? Uh, of Shorzy. The sure, the one that never shows his face. Yes. You know who Shorzy is, right? He was, he's a he's the main guy. He he's just, the main he's guy. Just, he yeah. just changed his voice. Yeah. So they they're doing a spinoff of him, and they did like they have a little clip. I mm-hmm. guess they released, and it's just him, uh, um, uh, skating on 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 the rink, and he just sees the back of his shirt. His shortsy. So it's gonna be a short uh, spinoff to him. <laughs> I don't wow. think I thought it was gonna be funny. I think it's, uh, you, you know they had a car. I never saw the cartoon. Did you see the cartoon? The cartoon? No, I didn't. They had a Letter Kenny cartoon. Oh, they did. They do, they do. Yes, never. Like, seen I've it. never seen it, but I saw like the I saw the artwork on the Hulu page. Yeah. Whatever. I just think you would like it just because all the all the <laughs> all the fucking like rants or the put downs. Well, the whole the funny thing is, is like I told when people ask me about the show, I tell them, listen, the show is about people insulting each other over and over again, but yes. it's a, in a fun way. Yeah, like the quip, the the the, the, the quick quick quitted. Yeah, the what do you call it? The they call it something. The chirps. Oh, the chirps. Um, real quick, like because you kind of made me think of something when you asked me that question. What is your favorite live action comedy skit show? Comedy skit show? Live action, like something where they yeah yeah they go on the street and stuff like that. They go on the street, or or is it like a studio skit? Because I was thinking about the other day, I'm not really particularly into like pranks too much. But I was like, is there a show that I actually did like that was like that, like a prank-ish type show? And actually, there is one, and I swear it's one of the hardest, another hard show to find online. The only one, and I don't even watch them that much, I would say for prank would have been uh, Impractical Jokers. Okay. Because I, I just like that they're, they're just friends and doing shit that I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Pranked was one I watched a lot, but it was just because of the celebrities and who they had on it. Mm-hmm. So most of the time it wasn't funny. It was just like, oh, look at who they have this week. But I think it would be Impractical Jokers. But for a skit show, it would be like a sitcom. It's like a skit show. It would be all that. Okay. <laughs> so the one I was thinking about, and I, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's like Happy Something Hour. Um, It was such a weird show. But like the, It was a British, like a British uh, uh Show like that, but it, it was very, and this this tells you my type of humor. Like so, one skit that they would do is they would have an elevator, so people go press the elevator door, but every time the door opens, it would be just something random, like, and just see what people's reaction is to. Re- that's what it is. The whole show was sh- showing people's reaction to the most random thing. Trigger happy ever. TV. Trigger happy TV. Yes, I got you, bro. Dude, it's only I season. loved it. I I loved 2000. it. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And I think that's because it's my type of humor. I like people's reaction to random things. Like, yeah, don't insult them. Don't try to get them a rally. Just confuse the crap out of them. That makes me laugh. <laughs> because there was the, the, so the elevator one was like they open the elevator and all of a sudden when the elevator opens it looks like it's somebody's office and they're like the guy just looks up like 
Yeah, I've seen the one that I think they, the, somebody used a porta potty. Yeah, and they put like a whole office meeting in front of someone. They open the door, they, they see everybody in the office just sitting like, in a meeting. They just look over to him and they're like, "Oh shit!" He closes the door. I'm like, "What the hell is this fucking going on?" My favorite. I is, remember that. My favorite is uh, to this day is the one that uh, this guy dresses up like a like a like an old timey criminal. Uh-huh. Like he's always a shirt with the black and white stripes and the bar like the. The bar, like the you know the the thing across his eyes, that with little holes cut out, and the hat, and he looked like the the, the hamburger. <laughs> so he goes around with a with a ladder, and he just super nice, super like super like uh, cordial to everybody. Yeah, and he would ask some questions that he would, that make it seem like he's about to rob somebody. He goes, "Hey, so you lived here for a long time? Yeah, yeah, you lived here for. <sighs> you know which one of your neighbors is like out of town right now?" <laughs> like and people, the thing is, people weren't even paying attention to what he's wearing. They just, like, oh yeah, well I think I think you know Hillary over there is out of town. Like oh, do you know she leaves her back window open. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but he would be so nice, and it would be so funny because they would not pick up on the fact that he's like a thief, like or yeah, like he, an old school thief. So it's just funny because they're just answering his questions. He's like, oh okay, cool, that's fine. Like, wow man. Uh, I wish they, that I would I would love to see that show again. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yes, so they're doing a Shorzy Shorzy spinoff okay. show. Yeah, of Ludger Kenny. <laughs> uh, next is uh, Zack Snyder. It's coming up with another movie called Rebel Moon, and right now he has uh, Charlie Hannon, Ray Fisher, and Jenna Malone mm-hmm. uh, starring in it. And this is about. All right, so this was a concept that uh, Snyder had with uh, pitching to Disney as a potential Star Wars storyline. Really? Yeah, so it's it's about an enigmatic young woman who is given the responsibility by a peaceful colony on the outskirts of the galaxy to find warriors who can fend off an impending invasion. So it sounds more like a Western where it's like you're looking for the, you know that... The, the bad guys are coming, so you got to look for a higher gun, basically. Yeah, a, a ragtag group of people that she could put together. Okay. I can see it. I can see it's, it. it's a very it's Western-ish it's, style story. Yeah, but it's the exact same. So there's going to be a lot of explosion and a lot of plot holes. It kind of, without the exception of the comedy, it kind of feels like the storyline to Three Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that Ray Fisher's going to be in it, though, because he was getting, Warner Brothers was like, Shitting on him, really? Yeah, because the whole controversy with Josh Whedon, and he was saying that it was so difficult to work with him, yeah. and and everything, and and I guess that at one point at the beginning of this whole thing was that Warner Brothers was taking wasn't taking Josh uh, Ray Fisher's side on it. They were like, he's just difficult to work with, whatever. And I guess he, I don't know if he was on the brink of being blackballed in, in Hollywood. So that's a that's one question I have for you right there. Can Hollywood, because remember, okay, so think about all the people that we love, even now we love them, that were blackballed for years. I'm talking about 10 years or more, like, you know, Keanu Reeves for not doing uh, Speed, two. Uh, Speed 2, Brendan Fraser for not doing um, he, Sin of the Earth Part no, 2. No, but he he didn't because he got out, he was outing somebody on, on he was being mistreated, I think. No, no, that was one, but the other element was that, from what I understand, that the, because he refused to do Sin uh, of the Earth 2. yeah. So after that, remember that was the like, center of the Earth one. I think it was one of his last good movies, popular movies. When he was like younger, yeah. when he was at his prime. Yeah, he's so, back around, baby. And yeah, and but he was gone for like ten years. So he was blackballed, obviously for multiple reasons. But that was 
one of the you know that's some connection to that there was yeah. something to that that started the whole process um so do you think the way that we have societies building up to be right now can they do that cancel culture not cancel well i mean cancel culture is obviously you know i know that they reference it as so, far uh, as that but so like black bold, I would, but I would, because everybody okay sorry sorry sorry, sorry. Uh, i guess just to make my, just to make my argument clear so obviously how do we could do those things because they could do it under the covers hey this guy didn't do this so we're gonna just kind of slowly whatever but i feel like nothing gets unnoticed now especially with people being able to go on social media and say yo put their word hey, out yo, before i got blackballed for this yeah do you think hollywood can do the same thing anymore do you think they can still blackball actors they they i think they can but it would be not complete blackball probably be limited um limited roles they could do that instead of yemi mm-hmm. instead of being like oh we're not gonna hire you but they'd be like don't give her that role don't don't give her this lead role give her the the supporting role yemi so more like that than blackball because the minute you get blackballed because i feel like the diff- differential when i say cling to culture kids culture is mostly the general public or a, a specific group that's trying to cancel the specific on their personal ideology or whatever they believe in cancel culture i think blackball is because you're not like almost like Keanu Reeves. You're not going to do this movie. Everybody that you want to work with is not going to do it because I'm telling them to. So I think with how society is now and how social media is prevalent into everything that we do now, I think that they won't they won't blackball them. They will just limit their access to other movies. So they'd be like, you can still do movies, but you're not going to get the roles that you used to get. You're going to get secondary roles. You're going to get... B, you're gonna be the starring of a b-roll movie or movies that go straight to streaming or actually even worse i was thinking to myself like what about if because again i think all that's i mean i don't care like cancel culture all those different things i always laugh at that because it's not new for me i don't know like back in the day when it was just tv shows and and people did a sh- an episode that they didn't like they can they can have that episode canceled they can have that tv show canceled. yeah they, can, they would always be a group that always wanted stuff done for them whatever yeah. But the, what I'm more what I'm more curious about is now is that it's all based on popularity, so that's why when I see people, oh, they're trying to cancel this guy, or that guy. I'm like, if I see how popular that person is, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah, because you know they might lose one or two things, but they're gonna they're gonna if they're popular enough, they're still gonna have a platform. So let's say with the whole cancel not cancel block blackball blackball actor, if he's popular enough, um, especially people want him in things that's different, but like. I'm wondering if now also it can turn around and actually be blackballed by, by, um, by the actual fans. Where it's like, if Henry Cavill, let's say when he canceled, I mean, he, like he said he wasn't going to do Superman, but let's say they were going to do a Superman movie. He said, "No, I don't want to do it anymore." But the, all the fans want him to do it, and he said no, and he would upset them with yeah. their fans in a sense blackball him. By that going to his next movie, by yeah, by like demanding that he not get whatever other role that he wanted or something. Well, they won't be able to direct that. They could affect. No, but the, even, or even like get uh, upset if he gets. Yeah. They could be like, yo, the next movie comes out with, we're not going to go watch it. Or the next movie, we're not going to go to the theaters for. I think that's another form of being blackballed. If it's spread through the general public, if you can't be canceled, is right. that they affect your pockets. And then that affects the, the publishing, the uh, production company's pockets. They'd be like, Oh, he's, he, he himself is not toxic, but 
the fact that he didn't do, let's say, Superman, the, the next iteration of Superman, is is creating an issue for any future movies that he does because people, he yeah. refused to do it. It could be, but I don't think that, I think, that's, I don't know, because some people are super so superficial on how they see things and they get angry about it. They, But I don't think, uh, I, I think it'd be such a small group mm-hmm. that that would be affected by it, but it wouldn't be enough to change it, to, to do, there they won't be enough to make an effect, but they are affected by it. It's such a small group. No, I get what you're saying. No, and I and I and I to a certain degree I agree. Like, if it's a superficial argument, it doesn't ho- it doesn't have any grounding, which means that you're like all you have to do is wait it out. But yeah. if it has a if it's a deep argument, like something people find personal, then yeah, you're yeah. they'll hold that grudge. Yes. But I'm oh, sorry. Continue. All right. Next is Chris Pine is directing doing his first directorial debut, and starring in Pool Man. And which the only reason I like this stood out to me is because he has Annette Benning and Danny DeVito starring in this movie with him. Pullman. Pullman. Yes. Oh. So this one is about he's co-writing too with one of the um uh with Ian Golter. Mm-hmm. And this is about hapless dreamer who 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 and sorry, a hapless dreamer and would be philosopher who spends his days looking after the pool of a Tahitian uh, Tiki apartment block in sunny Los Angeles and crashing city council meetings with his neighbors, Danny DeVito and Annette Benning, <clears throat> that they try to uncover the greatest water heist in L.A. history since Chinatown. He makes his uneasy alliance with a beautiful and connected femme fatale while while following every lead he can with the corrupt city officials, burnt out Hollywood types and mysterious benefactors, all in the name of protecting his precious Los Angeles. And one of the one of the executive producers is Patty Jenkins. If you if you know Patty Jenkins, she's yeah. a, she directed Wonder Woman. Yeah. So they were like, is Gal Gadot going to be the femme fatale in this one with him? Interesting premise, I guess. What what uh, what year was this based in? Uh, does it say? Does it say if it's a timepiece? If, if it's an era piece, if a, yeah. I mean, I'm waiting to see what he can come up with. I mean, actors surprise me all the time. Look at Jim Halpert. Yes. <laughs> John Krasinski. I would love for him to make another another horror movie. Like, like I think I mean, I not not another uh, Quiet Place. Like another another horror movie. Because I think he handled that so well. Yeah. Like, obviously, the each, like, the, he, the, it's a social, com- like, not social commentary, horror, that's uh, Jordan Peele. Which we're going to get into yeah. right now. Uh, but um, he does more, like, a great, like, almost like Invisible Man, where, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. I, that's what He's I more about, suspenseful than Yeah, anything. it's more of a mind thing. It was like, you know, the this world that you live in, and it's horrifying, but you still kind of find this, Good connection between yeah. you and your family. So, but yeah, I would love to see another movie like that by him, um, regardless of what the the premises. Premise yeah, yeah, true. All right. So now that uh, it's going into how you said Jordan Peele with Nope or Jordan Peele itself, mm-hmm. uh, Super Bowl Sunday had some some movie trailers that came out, and I'm going to talk about a few of them with you. You yeah. down about that? You down? Go ahead, man. All right. Let's start off with you know what? Right off with Jordan Peele Nope. I one I love Jordan Peele as a as a 
in in recent histories telling it through horror the aspect of horror and social commentary has been amazing um i know in our group with um other podcasts jay from digital soapbox with jay mentioned that it's it's a lot of his subliminal messages that he puts out on it like get out was very superficial and but uh, us was very subliminal message that you could see in if and i feel like if you were part of that culture or understanding like how america was at that time or the idea of everything you understood it more and you you got the message clearer than other people that went over their heads and i think a lot of people it might have gone over their heads because they maybe they didn't experience the thought of what he was trying to tell throughout the movie but this one it feels very sci-fi-ish so which i i a sci-fi horror from him is something that i think i've mentioned once i wanted him to do i think we talked about it when kind of i think yes we did mm. that we talked about when we talked about us when it came out and and we talked about directors and what different genres and i think i mentioned it once that i would want him to do a sci-fi i don't know why and i'm getting very sci-fi vibes Oh, it's definitely like something like a spaceship. Yeah. Um, I'm just the thing is what I love about his his movies is like you said, the last one had so many weird. Um, everything was was uh, was subliminal. Everything was very, very picked for specific reasons, like the yeah. gold scissors, the the fact that everything referenced to duality, the duel, yeah. the number, the one one. Um, you know, every everything was significant. Everything he picked, everything was very meticulously picked for that reason so that's why when i'm watching the trailer i'm seeing all these little details and i'm like i'm so down for You're it. invested well because uh, obviously horses have something to do with it which you know yeah. obviously that's what the trailer shows but it's just not just that it's like i'm trying to the the thing that really caught my attention was like i told you what i noticed was i felt like there was a lot of dancing yeah a lot of a lot of entertaining a lot of dancing movement stuff like that. so i'm wondering if that has something to do with it and um i don't know i just I can't wait. I can't wait to to learn what he's trying to like the message he's trying to give with it. How is he gonna present it and, and everything? I can't, I'm I'm down for it. And the thing I liked about it with this trailer and and I think I mentioned it was that when he was just from Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. usually they use this the scroll goes from up from bottom up. This mm-hmm. came from top down. So is there any indication I'm like, oh something from, uh, something from, from, from above, above is coming down. Yeah. Something from above is coming down. Yeah. So I was like that that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> the next one is uh, Jurassic Park Dominion. Uh, it it brings back the original cast from the original Jurassic Park, and has uh, Chris Pratt in it again. Most of the most of everybody that followed the last two movies, recent movies, and it uh, from what I'm understanding, this is the end of an era of Jurassic era era. Error, 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 error. I don't yeah, this is gonna be the end of Jurassic Park altogether. I think. You think? Why not? I, I, I think they're seeing that just because they're gonna come out with something like in three years, that's be like not Jurassic Park, but be like Mezo- Mesozoic world or some shit like that. All I know is um, this trailer has me very curious because all of them have been tr- them finding the dinosaurs in these weird confined areas. And just trying to decide whether they should just eliminate them, right? Yeah. Or keep them or whatever. Um, Blue had a baby. 
I saw that in that trailer. Yeah, but the thing is, in this one, it seems like the dinosaurs spread throughout the world. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're determining that now that they're spread around the world, that now they have to make a choice because now it's it can't they can't survive. They can't live with they. It's in the trailer. They can't survive with humans. Yeah. Um. Because it's like nature is basically saying that they're going to be the dominance. Yeah, they're going to be the. They're going to be up in the food chain, the top of the food chain at that point. So, so it's either they're going to have to go underground or find a, a civilization somewhere else, or they just... I'm thinking civilization, but... No, I think they're going to have to somehow... Like kill all of them. I think what they... Honestly, based on the trailer, I think what they're going to end up doing is trying to collect them and keep them in an isolated bunker in the in the mountain. like Because I, get, I don't think they can stand the cold. So I think they're gonna put him in an isolated um, re- reserve mm-hmm. in the middle of like the de- the middle of the the like Amazon, the, the the snow, the Antarctica, something like that. Like okay. so, um, but basically Freeze end up kill- killing not killing off whatever they like, you know, doing something to kill off whatever is on the planet itself. Okay, but trying to trying to collect Pre- the preserve ones that, preserve the ones preserve them have. in a very isolated because I saw one part that looked like it was this beautiful forest in the middle of the winter area. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, I don't remember any of the other movies being in a winter area. Man, neither did I. They aren't. So that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that they're they're gonna make one last effort to reserve what they can, but to lock them away into like a caged area, permanently caged. Like once they close it, it's done. Yeah. But somewhere where even if they were to escape, they would die. True. That's a good problem. That's a good idea. That's what I'm thinking. Or they just take their DNA and just kill all of them, so at least they're still alive somewhere. <laughs> right? I just hope that... The one thing I never understood about the dinosaur thing, which it, whenever they discover new dinosaurs, it's cool that they can bring out, but then they really just started making their own... Um, they were playing God and making them bigger and bigger every time. I know, but what I don't understand is why... Um, a T-Rex? No, why continue? Like, I, you know, you don't really see that with every other character movie, every other monster movie, like... It's funny, but it seems weird when they always have to introduce a brand new dinosaur in every movie. Like, you don't really have to. Like, <laughs> you literally just show us the same ones we had before. They were still <laughs> just as, ones. They're still just as dangerous and cool. Um, but yeah, every movie they have to reintroduce a new one. So yeah, actually, just, what's going to be about creepy like is Fast and the Furious. That every everyone's the same. It's a card. It's a card race at all of them. But ultimately, they want to do something more, like go out to space. Oh my god! Don't don't tell me about Fast and Furious. Like. I just it just kills me because I'm like <laughs> their their original premise still didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, they would use cars to rob trucks. Come on. Yes. So this is with dinosaurs now. So if Toretto shows up, I'll be. Have you seen the Toretto look alike? The guy who thinks that he looks like Toretto since so I was driving around. He's like half his size. I was like, oh no. Guy. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I started watching it today. I think it's funny because he basically lives his life like kind of milking it. Yeah. <laughs> like curiously. Probably. So what else what other trailers did we did we get to witness? Last one was um Doctor Strange two, uh Multiverse of Madness. And this is their first trailer out because apparently the one that ended at no at the end of No Way Home, spoiler, is a teaser or, or extended teaser. Mm. And this gave a lot of a lot of uh, speculations and and confirmed a, a bunch of things that people were talking about before. 
Mm. So let's get a little bit into it. First of all, the the visuals are beautiful. Mm. The storyline that I think they're going with is great because um, if you haven't seen, it feels like it's going to tie into a lot of what if episodes. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest concerns when what if came out was that how is this? Because when uh, Kevin Feige said anything that comes out with Marvel generally is going to be canon with the MCU. And when when this one came out, the uh, what if everybody was like, one, none of the episodes coincide with the other until the last three, which cultivated to one big storyline of what's what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And that's and that now this comes into play to bring that into that world, and which I think is an amazing idea. They also confirmed uh, Kevin Feige also confirmed or one of the producers also confirmed that there was a. A character from the Marvel, from the X Men series, Fox a Fox X Men series that will be introduced into this one, which we're seeing that it is going to be Professor X, Patrick Stewart. They have just his voice talking, and that is that is going to be beautiful. Well, now the only concern I have is now that I start thinking about it. So okay, one thing, one of the other world cameos that we knew was confirmed, right, was. Um, the alternate version of Tony Stark, right? Which was going to be played by Tom Cruise. It hasn't been confirmed. Well, has not those confirmed? No, it was rumored. Okay, rumored. So now that you have Professor X, right? Yes. But you have him in a in a almost like the Council, um, kind of like the 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 Illuminati. Illuminati, right? So the idea seems like they could be building the Illuminati based on multi universal characters. Yes. So if they were to bring Tom Cruise to play an alternate version of Iron Man, then he himself would be part of that council. Possibly. Possibly. But here's the weird part. Here's a messed up part, the part that bothers me a little bit. So it'd be cool because basically play a bigger part in the sense of they only they are from different. They're all from different universes. They get together to stop um, the villain who was King, King the Conqueror. We don't know who the villain is. Well, okay, but let's just say that was the villain, right? Yeah. So they created this Illuminati to do that, which means that X-Men will, at this point, based on that, will not be part of the canon, our, our universe, the universe that we, that most of our movies come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to give every one of those characters a, a movie and a backstory, so I'm wondering if they are only going to be together for the Illuminati for this, let's say, multiverse a conflict, yeah. Then that means they're just cameos, which means that those characters might not exist in our world. Like, so mutants might still mutants have yet to really be. Have mutants been introduced into the MCU? Mm-hmm. No. Well, Quicksilver was mm, technically they're not. Technically, they're actually even in the comic books they're not. They're not. Oh no, because they were, they were. They actually ended up not being the the son and daughter. Of, I mean, that was later on. That's still when they were trying to redo it. I know, I but yeah, it, it, based on the, if you're talking about canon, they're st- they're technically not that means at all, and they were never referred to as means. At the beginning, they were. At the f- no, they were, they were never. Mm, remember, at the beginning, they were not allowed to say they were means in the movies. Oh, okay. And obviously, we know that um, that um, Wanda doesn't get her powers from being a mutant. No. I mean, I don't know her. They never actually said anything about where her brother gets his power. But again, yeah. So the idea is that so if, if you haven't known, the Illuminati consumes of Namor, Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, um, Iron Man, 
Professor X, and I'm missing one more. I feel like I'm missing one more. Isn't I, you said Iron Man, right? Yeah, I said Iron Man. Well, Doctor Strange is one of them, too. Yeah, so yeah. So Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, oh, uh, Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. Namor, Professor X, Iron Man. So if you saw in the picture, and there was a screen, like a scene that you see there's three people sitting, and but there's five seats. So they're saying that his, where his head is at is positioned where his professor sitting in the center. And here's a little tidbit. And this is, this is like a fan theory that they're, mm-hmm. that they're throwing out there. So if you saw in the scene, so he, oh, so he's crazy. So from the understanding of what somebody saw frame by frame. Mm-hmm. So it looks like every time he goes into a world, he, he goes into like the Marvel zombie world. The, um, they're in the poster, there was a Captain Carter's shield. Mm-hmm. So he goes into that universe a little bit. But there was a scene that was animated. There was a small clip that he was coming out. He was coming out and he was coming out from a scene in the background. It looks like it was animated. And somebody said, what is a TV show animated a TV show that's coming out for Disney right now? That's Marvel based. What? I mean, what, 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 what people are watching? Or no, what's coming out? Oh, you're talking about the X-Men series? 97. So they're saying that they're going to do like probably he's going to shift through like an X-Men 97, which is a show mutants, which might be tied with prof- that Professor X from that one, mm-hmm. because he probably have his hover, hover, ho- hover chair yeah. on that one. And then they also said that if so apparently like if you zoom into the chair, the person on the far left has a four logo on his chest. So that might be Mr. Fantastic. Then um, the theory with. Um, Tom Cruise coming in as Iron Man is as superior Iron Man, which he's a villain. Catch this. He's a villain in the mm. story. So I don't know if it's if they're trying to build something together because it looks like Ultron started working properly, mm-hmm. but he controls them. And guess who beats one of the characters that beats superior Iron Man in the comic books? Who? Scarlet Witch. <laughs> so there's a scene that looks like they're battling so it might be that he. So it could be that that council has been together for a while, and he and turns he, on the. He turns on them, so they seek Doctor Strange, which is a member in the comic books, to become one of their members. Yes. To help. Or understanding that what's happening in in it, they they need his help to fix it, and I guess possibly that superior Iron Man is trying to keep that going to be able to control the multiverse. Because now you have, if you watch, what if you have Ultron with the Infinity Stones going at it with the Watcher? Mm. It's fucking crazy. It's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be insane. And I can't wait. I, I can't. Like, I, can't. I, I'm, I don't even I'm know how I'm going to be able to absorb all of that. It's going to be like Spider-Man. I'm going to watch it three times in one weekend. <laughs> I, I'm telling you not. It's funny because I was joking with uh, Jose. Jose was like, oh, we got to watch it in IMAX. Now, me and Jose always have this rule where like, okay, wait, are we are we watching? We don't watch IMAX unless it's shot in IMAX. Yeah. So I asked him that question. Goes, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, see, either you're going against your own rule because he's like, you're watching. You want to watch it in IMAX even though it's not shot, shot in, in IMAX. IMAX. So it's not really that's going to be better. It's going to be bigger. Yeah. Um. Also, like, it was laughing because I told him, I was like, you know, I'm not. Obviously, I don't want to go. I, my whole thing is I'm trying not to go back to movies. Mm. So even if I go back, I want to, you know, go to a early show. I want to go somewhere where I get to enjoy my like my space. Yeah. 
So he goes, oh, but we're gonna, let's, we have to go Thursday night. I'm like, so you want to go the most saturated night of the week, like the weekend? And I'm like, why can't we go Friday morning or something? <laughs> no, but we have to watch it that night. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I am with, I'm with, I'm Are with, you with Jose? Jose? You don't want to give, Jose that. you don't want to give any. I want to do IMAX. I won't do IMAX. I, if there's not shot in IMAX, I won't do IMAX. But Thursday showings is a must. I don't care if it's like a midnight showing. I will go watch it. Even if it's like two, I'm, I'm the only seat there and nobody else is there. No, that would be great if that was the case, but that's not the case. It's not going to be the case. No. no. All no. right. <laughs> but just like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, thank you for tuning in. You can find us at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought, thinks, concerns, or questions you have for us for us to discuss. And as always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week, guys. Later.